Mashiach now. I mentioned in previous episodes about imitating the Holy One, blessed to see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I mentioned that a human being can be called by the name of Hashem, the Yod and Hey and the Vav and Hey. Now, what's important about this is Hashem says he will share his glory with one another. He will not share his glory with another. So Hashem says he will not share his glory with another. And sometimes it's immediately thought that does that mean his name as well? Because his name is also a part of his attribute of his glory. But remember, not even the name even begins to uh, express Hashem because Hashem is even beyond that. So Handbook of Jewish Thought, Volume 1, has a whole chapter on this. It's the chapter uh, that's titled God. So if you can find the Handbook of Jewish Thought by Rabbi Kaplan, it is a wonderful resource and uh, there's a lot to explain there. So when we talk about Hashem, like we're not even beginning to touch his essence and even ascribing anything to him is actually demeaning and, and pulling him down. But there has to be some kind of way for us to be able to comprehend. And so it's really uh, just kind of an end for us to uh, to be able to grab a hold of something because otherwise Hashem is beyond all of creation and that includes like the universes the galaxies and all of that there's something known as Ain Sof which is the infinite one and uh literally translates without end and even calling Hashem infinite is uh is a problem according to the sages. So when you think about all of these things, it's just kind of like, okay, then what do we have? And that's why Hashem said, I wrote myself down and gave it to you, which is what he said in Exodus chapter 20, verse one, when he said, Anoki, I am Hashem, your God, who has removed you from the land of Mitzrayim. Now, all of that can keep going off into another tangent, but I just want to mention the uh, the source for calling a human being by the name of Hashem. And it is from the Treasar 12 prophets. That's how you say 12 prophets. Treasar. Uh, these are, this is in two volumes. So this volume has Hosea, Yoel, Amos, Ovadia, and Yonah. So uh, this is volume one. And then volume two has the rest of the 12 prophets. Sometimes they're called the minor prophets. But anyway, in this particular one, it says, quoting, and it shall be that all who call in the name of Hashem shall escape. It says, all those who turn to the Almighty in sincerity will be saved from the great destruction described above. That's from the Radak. Some maintain that this will include the entire Jewish nation who will return to God and thus be spared. Okay, this is building up to something. So that's a Barbanel. So right now we have those who turn to Hashem because it says, and it shall be that all who call in the name of Hashem. So there is salvation found in the name of Hashem. 
Now, this is important because what does Admor Yeshua say? He says, you won't see my face again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of Hashem, which again, this name that we're talking about is the four letter name of Hashem. So this connection is those who are saved, those who return to Hashem, i.e. we're talking about Teshuvah, repentance. We're also talking about the entire Jewish nation. There's going to be some kind of revelation that causes all of the Jewish nation to repent, be awakened and return to Hashem. We already see hints of this in Romans chapter 11, uh, the letter that uh, Shaul wrote to the Romans when he talked about all Israel will be saved. That's already talked about through the prophets that there that's going to happen. So the ideology that's out there that says all oh, those poor Jews, if they only knew that their Messiah has already came, that that's totally neither here nor there when it really comes to what Hashem is going to do, which, by the way, the return of prophecy will happen like every every Jewish person will be a prophet like they're going to become a prophet like that's crazy. <laughs> but anyway. All that to say, going down to the next Radak, it says others contend that only those individuals who will be outstanding in their sanctity and fear of God and their consecration and their Kiddushanu, which is what we say in our blessings, Asher Kiddushanu Be'mitzvotav, like we're sanctified through the mitzvot. The sanctification process that's also brought down in the letters of Shaul is the commandments. The commandments help with your sanctification and your consecration. They literally set you apart. You can tell a person is different in their belief and knowledge of God through how they live and through what they do. And I'm telling you that... People who observe the commandments, you know that they're very different. It's just like, well, how come you're not eating the food that's been catered today? You know, if it's not a non-kosher catering company you know, or if it is a non-kosher catering company, because it's like, well, it's not kosher. So I'm not going to be eating it Why you're not eating it. What do you mean? Kosher kosher is a part of the commandments. That's a sanctification. That's a consecration. But that's just one of many examples. And it says that these will escape the cataclysmic events. So here we are seeing that the salvation, the rescue, the sparing is found in your repentance, your trust in the name of Hashem, your walking in the commandments. And then this, it says the, the sages interpret this phrase homiletically to mean all who will be called uh, by the name of Hashem. The Midrash explains, is it possible for a human being to be called by God's name? However, the omnipresent is called merciful, as it is stated, merciful and benevolent is Hashem. Psalm, which is Tehillim 145.8, you too must bestow favors, even if undeserved. So when you talk about extending grace to people, you're bringing the name of Hashem upon yourself. And it says the omnipresent is called righteous as it is stated. Righteous is or uh, Hashem is righteous. 
he loves righteousness. And that's also from this, the Tehillim, and it's found in chapter 11, verse 7. You too must be righteous. The omnipresent is called a chassid, which, by the way, followers of Admor Yeshua are the, uh, like a, uh, what do they call it? Like a forerunning, a precursor, kind of like a, a lead in really to Hasidic Jews. Hasidim. If you really look at, you know, how we view our Rebbe as the Mashiach, uh, that is that is common in the Hasidic uh, understanding. The Hasidic mind sees their Rebbe, their Rebbe as the Mashiach. This is why you see Rebbe Nachman uh, among many and the Rebbe himself, the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Like, that's why they're seen as the Mashiach is because their followers are their disciples. And the Torah scholars are also likened to kings. And the Mashiach is a king. He's a big, big Torah scholar. And his followers see him that way in the Hasidic mind. Not all, but it's very, very popular. And also there is the understanding of Hasidic Judaism that there's the concept of the Zadik how he has mastery over nature, can do all of these things that uh, bend the rules of the natural realm, if you will. So that's totally a thing. And it says that the Hasid, one who is righteous beyond the letter of the law, as it is stated, for I am a Hasid, which is Jeremiah 3.12. So even Yermiyahu, uh, which is Jeremiah, has this brought down about what a Hasid is. And it says further in the commentary, you too must be a Hasid. Therefore, it says all who are called in the name of Hashem will escape. And that's from the Yalkut. May we be Zocher to receive the face of Mashiach, Ben David, speedily and now.